0: Help. Help is something we are very willing to give to those who are in need, but so often we have a hard time asking for ourselves. Somehow we've come to believe that asking for help is a sign of weakness rather than a source of strength. How many times have you really needed help from your friends or from others, but refused to ask because you didn't want to inconvenience them? Or better yet, have them think that you don't have it all together. I need your help is not something we often say to one another. But what about to God? Have you ever prayed this prayer? God help me, give me strength to get through this crisis. Do you refuse to ask God for help in the same manner that you refuse to ask your friends or church family for help? Author Anne Lamont reduces prayer to three simple words. Help, thanks, wow her, these are the words that guide our prayer lives. How about yours? Today, as we continue our sermon series on faith, we turn to Mark's story of Jesus healing a boy who was demon-possessed. Now, demon possession seems strange to many of us, and many scholars try to reduce Mark's words of demon possession to a medical condition called epilepsy, even though the scriptures themselves say nothing of the sort. I find that it's easier to speak in terms that we are familiar with than to deal with what seems foreign to us. Nonetheless, Mark tells us that a desperate father has brought his son to be healed, but Jesus' disciples couldn't heal him. Now, Jesus has just returned with Peter, James, and John from the mountaintop where they witnessed his glorious transfiguration and actually heard the audible voice of God. Now, the other nine disciples were in town, and when Jesus came back, they were arguing with the teachers of the law, more than likely over their inability to heal this boy. So Jesus asked them what they're arguing about, and this father speaks up, saying to Jesus, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. Nashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Jesus acknowledges his frustration with the unbelief that is present there in Israel. He's been healing and sharing the kingdom of God for the last three years of his ministry, and yet so many still refuse to believe in him. And so he invites the father to bring the boy to him. And when he does, the evil spirit sees Jesus and throws this child into a convulsion and foam begins to come out of his mouth. Jesus asked the father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Father now puts his pride aside and asks Jesus for help because he's desperate, because nothing else has worked to alleviate the boy's ailments. And as a parent, you know that there's nothing worse than watching your child suffer and not being able to fix the problem. The truth is is that so many of us would gladly trade places with our children in order for them to be well, but we don't have the ability or the option to do so. So we find ourselves just like the father in the story at the mercy of doctors, or better yet, at the mercy of God. If you can do anything, please help. You can hear the cry of desperation in the Father's voice. But Jesus responds to him, if you can. Everything is possible for one who believes. The Father exclaims, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And in that moment, Jesus responds, commanding the spirit to come out of the boy and never to enter him again. In dramatic fashion, the boy begins to convulse again, and then the spirit leaves his body. The boy lies almost as if dead on the ground. In fact, many there thought he was dead. Mark says, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. Once again, Jesus performs a miracle showing compassion towards the boy and his father. Yet Jesus' response to the father is kind of interesting, isn't it? If you can. It's almost like Jesus is offended by his lack of faith. Yet this man brought his boy to the disciples who had performed exorcisms before and they were unable to heal him. So why wouldn't the father be skeptical of Jesus too? Surely at this point he's willing to try anything, which is why he asked for help in the first place. But Jesus wants him to know that he can provide healing if he'll just trust him to do so. The father exclaims, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief. What an honest statement. He tells Jesus that he has faith in him, but he needs help to overcome his doubts. Don't we all? I would dare say that all of us have faith in Jesus. We believe that God can do anything, especially if he created the world out of nothing. There's nothing that God can't do. And if God can enter our world, becoming one of us in Jesus Christ, then isn't God able to help our frail needs too? Of course he is. But when we find ourselves in a desperate situation, we pray for God's help, unsure if he'll answer our prayers. There lies the mixture of unbelief and belief at the same time. We find ourselves much like the father in the story, asking desperately for help, but unsure if God will come through. Jesus said that everything is possible, but he doesn't guarantee it for us. We know that it can be done. But the real question is whether or not it will be. Even Jesus himself prayed on Maundy Thursday that God would take the cup of suffering from him. But God chose not to do so. So we live in this faith of belief and unbelief, not because we don't want to believe, but because we don't know how God will respond. We can't make God do anything, but we can express our need for his help. Jesus tells his disciples that they couldn't drive out the demon because this kind can only come out by prayer. But if you read the story, Jesus didn't pray out loud for God to expel the demon from the boy. Mark says nothing about the disciples interceding in prayer in that moment either. So what is Jesus talking about here? I believe that Jesus is referring to the simple prayer Of the Father. The Father says, Jesus, help. (laughs) Take pity on us and help us. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. This is the simple, heartfelt prayer of the Father. This is a prayer acknowledging that there's no other source of help than Jesus. Healing will only come if Jesus intervenes and does something. You see, prayer points us to the source of all healing. The disciples couldn't drive out the demon because they weren't seeking the source of healing. They had become a little too self-assured that they were able to make it happen on their own because God had given them the power to do it before. But this time it didn't happen. and They were astounded, leaving this poor father wondering if anyone could help him. Despite their failure, the father doesn't lose faith. He simply turns to Jesus. So how about you? Do you turn to Jesus with a mixture of belief and unbelief? If so, I want you to be comforted in knowing that Jesus responds to those who have an insecure faith and even gives faith to those who are frightened and have doubts. It's okay to admit that you need help, that you need help to trust. It's okay to admit that you believe but you still need help in any given situation to trust that Jesus is present, that he hears us and he will respond, whether it's bringing the healing that we pray for or responding in another way that allows us to see and feel his presence among us. It's even okay to mumble that we need help, even if we don't know what or how to pray in the moment. In fact, the Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans eight twenty six through 28, that God is at work even in these moments, saying, The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. On this Palm Sunday, we are reminded that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey as the true king of Israel. And there's no doubt that during Jesus' ministry, Satan and his demons confronted him. We've heard just one story about such a moment in which Jesus showed his authority over the demonic spirits that seek to bind us and hold us captive. But Palm Sunday was more than just a triumphal entry to fulfill the scriptures. It was Christ's offensive attack to face Satan and his demons head on. On the cross, Jesus will face everything that hell can throw at him, but he does so to combat the forces of sin and evil for the good of those who love him. Now, evil appears to be victorious at first, but evil is swallowed up by the love of God that promises to help those who cannot help themselves through Christ's glorious resurrection. Just as Jesus grabs the boy by the hand and raises him to new life, so too God raises Jesus by grabbing him by the hand and leading us all to new life. Help or Hosanna. Hosanna literally means save us now. Help. Help is what we all need from Jesus to navigate each and every single day the days even when our faith is, is solid as the rock of the earth and especially those days that our faith is desperately treading water in the deepest of oceans begging for a life preserver to be thrown. You see asking for help is not a sign of weakness it's an acknowledgement of our source of strength. As the psalmist so poignantly declares in Psalm 121, I lift my eyes into the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Friends, it is my prayer that we would always pray to the blessed one who comes in the name of the Lord to give us the help that we need for each moment of each and every day, when things are going well, and even when things are a complete disaster and we're desperate just like this Father. Together, you and I would know the God who loves us, who has compassion, who hears our prayers and who longs to help us in our greatest times of need. Friends, may it be so this day and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.